All right, guys, we have Nakata here. This is Join Jilly. Thank you guys for listening. We are going to uh, talk about creating the new earth and the new relationships and what does it actually mean to be a man right now uh, when this feminine is raising and what you can do to kind of free yourself from some things that might be holding you back. So Nakata wrote a book called Heart on Break and I saw his post and it was so amazing and I saw it on Instagram. And so we're just gonna kind of explain to you guys what it what it feels like to actually free yourself from, from certain relationship problems, from certain obsessions with females and, and sexual alchemy. So Nakata, thanks so much for joining us. It's good, I finally got my video working. Great, 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 great. Um, thanks for having me. And um, you know, um, I love what you do. I love what you represent and I think it's essential. You know, from the perspective that I come from with the masculine, I think it just it just fuses things together in a beautiful way that we can uh, that we can all appreciate. Yeah. So, coming from a man, you know, I come from the feminine side. What is what led you to kind of look at relationships differently? Anyway. Um. Honestly, I think I've always looked at relationships differently because I've always been the kind of guy who really put my personal pursuits and endeavors above relationships. And um, I think I've been like that ever since, ever since, ever since. You know, realistically, even as a teenager, especially during those ages where, you know, we were beginning to be interested in women, I had those times where I was like, yeah, I just need a woman's attention, right? I did that. But as I got older, I, I really, was always engaged in my personal projects, you know, whether that was me being a DJ at the time or, you know, being a, an internet pirate and bootlegging stuff and all the different things that I did from college to my business, my photography business, my urban farming business. I just always had this main fiddle, which was, you know, mostly purpose oriented. So therefore, even though I had women in my life, uh, my book really talks about a, a two, two and a half, three year stint where I didn't put the things that were important to me first. And instead I sought to make it to be others and it failed me tremendously. And, you know, I can give a sob story about, oh, I put women before me and they blah, blah, blah. And there really wasn't that. It was me. I put myself on the back burner. And, um, and I realized real quickly, well, not real not quick enough because it took a few years for me to realize that this wasn't effective but the bottom line was that i always had things that i'm interested in purpose-wise and and whatnot and the minute i stopped being about those things it was it became too easy to be swooped up into you know the feminine wiles of a woman mm -hmm. and if it's not under the proper pretenses you know if it's not balanced if it's not healthy then it's going to be pretty um, dysfunctional. It usually ends up being dysfunctional. And so, you know, I've always been the guy that's about his thing, doing his thing, always, to the point where women always knew that if they're gonna be with me, they're being with some guy who's steadfast on this particular thing. And I think for a period of time, even though I had my thing at that time too, I really sought to put women or my relationships or just to do better, you know, it just, it was just really, 
not done properly. And I think that that was the reason why I had to go through what I had to go through and eventually write about it. Yeah. Could you talk about the programming uh, that you believe males get growing up and like the beginning of like, you know, figuring out your sexual parts, I guess. Like, could you talk about that? Yes, certainly. Um, first of all, right, we live in America and like we were talking yesterday, it's porn culture. <laughs> so um, we learn sex and sexuality at such a young age. And in many cases, because it's so reinforced by the culture at large and even our friends and family and our dearly beloved loved ones, they're telling us that the direction to head in, especially as young boys, is one where you get the women's attention. And so whether that's from mom or having all the, the, the females and women in your family um, just flock around you and treat you like you're royalty when you're really not, you know, all these different things that lead us into the arms of a woman instead of into the arms of our purpose. So as young boys, we're not getting these rites of passage developments that um that were once instituted a part of cultures all across the globe yeah and, that, that that initiation that uh a lot of philosophers talk about that absolutely i mean and you know these philosophers who talk about these things they talk about them from the from the context and the perspective of you know traveling to different parts of the world where it's very common for 13 14 15 year old boys to be taken literally um taken away from the feminine because, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and I was telling them, and they were telling me that, you know, a man needs a woman or a wife in this particular context um, to help him develop himself and, and to nurture him and to help him become the man that he's supposed to be. And I, and, I, and I don't disagree with that at all. But what I was saying was this, the process of rising to your higher self or coming to your purpose, you know, because I think for, for young boys and men, it, it's, it's pretty synonymous. You know, higher self, understanding your purpose, it usually is supposed to be a, a, a phase or a stage in your life that pretty much is intertwined, interwoven into each other. So, um, you know, our ability to do that at the right time and being initiated into it um, usually means that we are going to leave the comforts of the feminine which is usually the comforts of mom and aunts and grandma. We're going to hug you and kiss you every time you do something wrong to yes. actually feel like, what it's like to be alone, mm -hmm. you know, which is something when you're young, you've never really been alone. You've always been around the feminine, which is why it's so natural for young boys to gravitate towards liking a girl, you know, and the various other things that come with that, which is usually sexual exposure in some, some shape or form. And so what we've seen is that this rites of passage is, by and large taken away from us and we you know by default run into relationships but we're not we're not ready for it you know the hormonal secretions yeah. that happen in a boy's brain or even a girl's brain when they're um exposed to premature sex it it handicaps the body and and actually creates addictive substances within the you know the hormonal system that make us desire sex at such a high pace and um yeah. we see that it doesn't work
Yeah, it, it's interesting because if you really think about the, the the feminine and if you go into mommy issues, like for me, I studied psychology and learning about what actually happened with the male and how they're creating an attachment to the mother. That's actually like the whole um, crazy mother-in-law thing is that it's because the son never got to detach from their mother. And when it's the mother's job, and it's, it's a learning lesson, of course, but it's the mother's job to learn to let go and learn to, to let their son go and be free instead of baby them and, and be so, so comforting so much that the son never actually gets to know what that's like to have his own power source, you know, have his own, his own independence. Yeah. And, and he needs that. He needs that in order to, to, you know, cause the biggest thing that you build from separating from the mother from the feminine at such an early age at such a young age is that you learn that you have to develop courage um the courage to fight fear and you know it's ideal most ideal when this is being done or initiated by the men the father and or the, the the elders in the community but nonetheless even they they're, they're here to prepare you like like a coach will prepare you to go out on the field and play um, on game night, they're here to prepare you for that indeed, but they're not going to play the game for you. They're not going to kill that lion for you, but they're the ones who should give you the power to, you know, by that initial initiation process. And yes, it, it, you know, it shouldn't even be an option for a mom in, in, in these cultures. It's not an option for a mom to, to continue to hold on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta let go because this is as much part of it as anything else. It's just that in our culture, mommies can hold on for a little bit longer because that we've pretty much gotten rid of these um, these customs and these rituals that um, that usually were once things that define who a boy becomes. Yeah, and I think we got we get a little bit, and I, and I speak for myself. This is my perspective, of course, but I think we get a little bit caught up in the equality of you know men and women are the same and that we're equal and that that is what we're going for but in order to get that equality we have to go through these different steps and for you to actually step away from the woman and to learn that it's like you know you don't give a man a fish you teach them how to fish and to teach them how is to disconnect from that allure of a woman and at the same time when these boys are going through that the women also go through their own so it creates a uh, a respect for each party and as they get older and come back together so it's almost like it's like this you have to go apart and then come back together that's just life you know it's the ebb and flow yeah so, there's it's got to be like that mm -hmm. so for you how did you you notice the programming, right, of, of, of the sex cells and that we're, we're really programmed to be dependent on each other and to get that. How did you deprogram yourself? Like, where did you start? Honestly, I, I have to say that the deprogramming started at the right age. You know, my father was very into making sure that I became a man. <laughs> and he was into, like, making sure that, more specifically, there's nothing that i can do that you can't do you know? mm -hmm. um, so that means that if i can go to work and take care of a house so can you even though he's telling me that this is 16 right but nonetheless um so i believe that process started but just like most boys in the culture i didn't necessarily want to be um i didn't want to be as responsible or as 
Mm. You know, yeah, responsible could be the word as my father wanted me to be because he's saying like, you know, you shouldn't even get in relationships until this, that, and that. And, you know, you shouldn't be thinking about marriage until you have a down payment for a house and all these old, old standards. I'm like, dad, nobody does this anymore. Like, what do you mean? And when I was in college, every time he called me or even before college, he'd call me and be like, and he'll ask me if he, if I ever mentioned anything about a girlfriend, he'd be like, you can't afford a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's also programming too, that we, we tend to put success on a pedestal with material things and with our bodies as masculine men. And we build all these muscles and we, we really put on this like masculine man front, but in reality, like that's not fulfilling. It's a never ending cycle of, of searching and searching, which is the story of Adam and Lilith in the Bible, you know, before Eve was even a person, uh, there was Lilith, which Adam was created. And then Lilith, this is the theory, at least the concept is Lilith was created and Lilith was free spirited and playful and wanted to challenge a lot of what Adam's beliefs were. And she wanted to have sexual relations on top. And he, Adam asked God for another mate because he was, it, it just made him uncomfortable. And so then Eve came around and Eve was the passive one, the one that did, did everything that Adam said and then Adam got bored. So it was this never ending search for pleasure, right? To search for excitement. So now that Lilith, the, the feminine energy is raising again and we're challenging what it means to be a man today, that, that whole concept is circling back and, and women are learning, hey, we don't have to do everything men say. We don't have to be the the domesticated partner that stays at home but it's really creating this like interesting perspective so how do you feel about that like um i feel that this is a game for those who who know themselves this is a territory for people who are whose first commitment is to the unfolding of who they are and their purpose in life and i think thereafter those people have a more um concrete ideology of how and who they want to be in their lives mm-hmm. and and i think that the stronger you become on your square um the more likely you are to attract someone who, who understands and who gets it like hey you know like i'm recently you know courting or considering people and they're all pretty taken aback at how specific i am like very specific like i know what i want um i know what i don't want and i'm and i'm looking for a state of mind rather than a person who looks a particular way and so i feel as if under those terms you you, you eventually attract what it is that you want. So I don't know if I, I care much about anything in regards to um, that doesn't, it, I just don't care about none of that stuff. I know I'll be okay. I know me being me is the best, best approach. And I know that I'm not going to compromise the authenticity, authenticity of who I am to, yeah. to join someone else or to have someone else in my life. And yeah. I think that as long as I stick by those principles, yeah. It'd be all right. Because I'm a masculine man, mm-hmm. which means that, you know, I know for sure that I'm I, I can't be with a woman who's 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 masculine in essence. You know, uh she has to be feminine in essence, not necessarily meaning that she doesn't 
understand how to use her masculine um, side as well too, but she leads with that. And so, you know, if you got another guy who's not as masculine and he's somewhere in the neutral area, he may be okay with a woman who's a little bit more in her masculine essence. So it becomes very specific based on a person's energy and how, and, and how they live their lives. Yeah, and I think uh, I would definitely have to disagree, but it's okay because for me, step, it's like this interesting balance where all of a sudden I'll step into my masculine and be very masculine, and then sometimes I'll step into my feminine and be very feminine. So I have this interesting balance, and when people meet me, they're like, okay, you're, you have like these two sides to you, or it's just that balance. And so uh, for a woman to be defined as feminine or masculine, I think that kind of limits it a little bit. But it's just a matter of perspective and, and where whatever you're dancing inside of you with that masculine feminine, that's what you're going to attract. So whatever dance is going on, whether you need to lead the dance, you're masculine and the woman, woman has to be feminine. It's really just whatever dance you're going to. But um, what I wanted to ask next was the <laughs> learning what I learned in psychology about men and this concept of a honey-do list which you know the woman creates this list for her man to do and he feels appreciated and he's like yeah baby i got you i'm gonna do this and this for you when a when a man is with more of an independent woman and she doesn't have a list for him to do what's his self-worth and it kind of goes it flip-flops and it it make it can make a man insecure about himself because the woman doesn't necessarily need him so that psychology of a man actually needing that validation from women wanting to feel needed and and feeling demasculinized when they're not needed can you kind of talk about that certainly um this is a good one because the way the way that the vibrational frequency is right now in our time in our country, in our space, is that women are um, are are capable, you know. And, and I hate to say women don't need men because it's not true. No. Yeah. But in the context of, um, I don't need a man to to lead me. Depending, um, yeah, dependable. Right. You know um, that within itself is, is, is true. And it's an ideal that is being adopted by many. Mm -hmm. And so I think that a man has to learn how to bring something to the table, to a relationship that is needed. Mm -hmm. And, and um, when he learns to bring himself to the table in the sense of how he, you know, how he, like David Data would say, how he penetrates the world, mm -hmm. you know, once he knows how to bring that, that, that really determines how women align around him. That's true. And that could be like men embracing their feminine a bit more and their creativity and like, uh, not being so like, uh, what do I want to call it? Like penetrating, like, 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 Ooh, this is the way it is. And this is the way it has to be instead of like, you, you can adapt really yeah I, and i think that i think that you know culture is also a huge factor and we've become you know as hybridized and cross-cultured as the food we eat and uh, the country we live in which mm -hmm. means that we are now we've now integrated our philosophies with 
various other philosophies from across the world. So therefore, you know, what you need and how things are done and who needs, you know, it, it, it's really mixed up. But I think once a man in particular defines himself and, 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 and realizes what it is that he needs um, out of his own life and how he brings himself to, to the world and to his woman, I think that determines the, 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 the dynamics in the relationship. Because let's say, for example, my, <laughs> this is my sister-in-law, and she was talking about my brother recently, and, and she said, oh, I don't have that type of man. You know, and what it means is that he doesn't do that, those particular things we were discussing. That's not his thing. And she's accepted it. And that's a part of their relationship dynamics. And that is that has very much to do with upbringing, culture, ideals and and all these other things. You get what I'm saying? So but she understands who she's with. Yeah, I think that's key. So this this concept interested me. So you know how like a man has their man cave? AKA yeah. like the corporate world, you know, you, you have a face, you have two different personalities and this is a kind of a concept that I kind of created, but you have two different personalities. And so when you go to the corporate world, you're, you're creating this type of man cave and it's, it's solitude and it's very alone. And that's like a kind of a pattern that I've seen with my clients is that so many of them are so lonely. And like a lot of my life coaching, I'm like, bro, like go out in the community, like do some shit because this whole, you know, pyramid scheme, I like to call it of the corporate world really causes the men to not face their women in certain situations. So what I've learned with sexual sexuality, Tantra, sexual alchemy is the ability to not retract from the woman, but because a woman represents water, right? It's, it's all about reflection. So when you are with a woman, you're just looking straight at yourself. You know, like I like to say, I'm a mirror to everybody. And so when the man comes back and communicates, it causes a kind of like, a, um, you know, the Kundalini rising, the dance that the two snakes do, that's what it's creating again. And so for a man to really embrace who he is, and be able to communicate what's going on on the inside and to respect her and not see her as like an object, it creates this mutual, uh, like, in a way. And if we really look at how men isolate themselves and how women isolate themselves, you know, a lot of my girlfriends, dude, they tell me everything about their sex life with their man. And I'm like, well, they're like, oh, yeah, I don't like the way he does this or that. And I'm like, why don't you just communicate to him? And then for my guy friends, they do the same shit. And I'm like, why don't you just communicate to her? And they think that each other won't understand each other. They're like, oh, well, he's a guy. He's stupid. You know, it's like, no, we got to give each other more credit than that. That's a real interesting phenomena. And it definitely does happen in almost exactly as, as you see it. I, th I think that, you know, the unification of man and woman in these modern times means something different. Mm -hmm. than, um even to what it's meant to us. Because when you talk about the corporate man cave, that's exactly what it is to a certain degree. Um, however, it's, it's unnatural. You see, because what a lot of people don't know is this, right? We've had different eras in America. So, but especially since the Industrial Revolution. Mm -hmm. Now, the Industrial Revolution brought about this whole labor intensive lifestyle which means that you're going to dig the coal you're going to hit the railroad um, and do these different things 
based on a nationalistic need, based on expansion. And so you're doing this with this great cause because what's gonna, what, what does that take? It takes you being removed from your family. Mm-hmm. For what? Let's just call it eight hours, nine hours a day. When the, the, the era before that and simultaneously, we worked in mills. Yeah. We worked in community-based business. And guess what? Mommy and daddy worked at the same place and the babies were running around and they were producing cloth, cotton, wheat, corn. And they were doing this in the name of what, I don't know, how would you say it? It's just a more, it's just a different form of how men and women work together. So mm-hmm. this corporate man cave ideology is relatively new. And so us having to somewhat have a reflex from this unnatural thing, you get what I'm saying? You see how we're responding to an unnatural stimuli when, yeah. when you can look back in the annals of time and see that in reality, you know, let's say if they want to talk about the quote unquote hunter gatherer um, time and era, they make it seem like he went out to freaking hunt for eight hours a day. Yeah. That was, there were times where the men would go out on long hunts indeed, but that was often depicted and based on ecological circumstances. If their food was scarce, then you might have to go out for eight hours and do it. But guess what? When you came back, you brought enough food to eat for two weeks. So during those two weeks, what is he doing? Is he take, take, spending time with the boys? Yes. But is he ever really far removed from the woman? No. Mm-hmm. And, no and that's no. Yeah. So this is a totally unnatural phenomenon that we, we, we've having, we're, we're having to respond to. Yeah, and it's not sustainable. You know, we all know that this structure is not sustainable. The patriarchy is not sustainable. But you, we also know that the matriarchy is not sustainable. So even with this concept of the feminine rising, we know that women rule the world. I don't believe that that's actually the way it should be. I believe we should be equal and we should be able to ebb and flow with each other. But something interesting I learned from this book called Sapiens, and it's basically about um, the beginning of our evolution. And they were saying that the beginning of men owning women was really when we created uh, gluten or wheat and we got to we, we needed land to plant them because we're like, oh, okay, this is abundant. This feeds our families. Well, what do we need to create more land? We need workers, which are our kids, right? And so because men can mass produce and women can't, you know, we have one baby at a time. The men saw that as a leverage and they started to have multiple mates. And that was the beginning of patriarchy. And this is a theory, of course, but once they started doing that, they formed brotherhoods. And, you know, what rules the most is having the most resources. And so they needed more land. And that was the beginning of controlling it and seeing women as this means to an end, means to get this family, which is in a lot of my friends. Like I have a guy friend who just turned 31 and he's like, you know, for some reason I just have this like really need to want a family and want like a big family because that's success in his mind but he knows it's a program and he's talking to me like I don't know why I think this way and he's with he's now dating woman that is really really independent and he's just like I don't know why sometimes I just want to control her 
and he doesn't know why. And then to look at the evolution of that in the beginning of, you know, when women started speaking out, it's embarrassing for a man to date a woman who speaks out because you can't control your woman, which is part of the patriarchal society, right? And so it kind of feeds this, like, women being quiet, playing small, and, and women being single because they don't want to embarrass a man. So it's like a crazy cycle. Do, do you feel that at all? Yeah, I do. And, um, you know, it's also a realm of, of being that I do my best to separate myself from because it's not for me because, you know, your aura, your astrology, you know, I'm, I'm big into human design. Yes. Um, what are you? I'm a manifester. And what's your numbers? I'm a six, two. No way. Wow. This is cool. Dude, my friend loves that shit. I'm going to write that down. What are you? I'm a generator 5-1. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. This makes sense. Yeah, right? Um, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, understanding who I am really takes the cake in regards to how I deal with the feminine. Because, you know, knowing myself... And, and and me having these soul connections to my past lives um and you know my you know whether, whether you you know people call it different things but my my energy centers the way that i balance them like i don't have time for that um control stuff nobody controls me um oh yeah and, and i'm not a big controller of others like that yeah. you get what i'm saying so yeah. because, i want to explain you know, to them what the human design is. It was it was made sure. by this man, Ra, um, Ra, you know, Uhuru. Ra Uhuru. Yeah, Uru or something like that. And he just says that he downloaded it from the infinite, from God, the universe, whatever you believe. But when he created this design, he says that every human has their design. So you just need to know when you're born and the time you're born and you'll get your design and it'll tell you your energy centers, where in your body, if you have like a splenic, if you're emotional centered, some people are heart centered, but it really does. It's so spot on that it, it really makes you understand how the energy flows in your body. So I really recommend to anybody watching this um, to, to try it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're, in, I'm into astrology before this mm-hmm. and astrology is so broad, so big, and it's not the thing that I ever wanted to, you know, compulsively study. But human design with its combination of I Ching, you know, the Vedic principles, um, astrology, the Kabbalah, and all of these different um, ancient um, studies and, and systems of living and metaphysics more specifically, um, it helps me in particular to figure out who I am and separate myself from all the bullshit. I mean, like all of it. The yes. Well, me, I control you. You do this. You do that. No, nah, baby. We're not doing that. Like, this is who I am. Like that shit? Vibrate with you or not? (laughs) Yeah. It's like these secrets to life. And if you really dive into these, the hermeticism, the the theories, like even the Freemasonry, like, I love that shit. Like, I go so deep in that wormhole because there are things that we have figured out in the past. And when you start to go down this wormhole, you're like, that resonates. That resonates. That feels real good. Was I that in a past life? Oh, shit. You know, like for me, I really resonated with the sex priestess. And I didn't have any idea what the heck that was like six months ago. 
So it, it's so fascinating to me. And I would like to kind of go down that like 5D wormhole a little bit if you're down for the rest of the time. Do you know what I mean? So, so, so talking about these, these ancient philosophies, these ways to live, AKA sexual alchemy. So from a man's perspective, what is that to you? Um, it's, it's, it's just another unveiling. Um, it's another way to find out who you are. Um, we can, we can easily get caught up in the, oh my gosh, they've been hiding this from us. But I've also, you know, I understand that there's a they, but I'm slowly removing the they from my, from my lifestyle, from my, my point of reference. Meaning that I just didn't know that these things were here and they were here and they're part of me. And I've felt these energies and I've known these things. And, I, and it's just, I didn't have the practical, um, practical information that can help me utilize it to become who I'm supposed to become. Because when you use this information, it's not given to you to go back and say, hey, this is what I know. Mm -hmm. Look what you don't know. You know, it's really about using it to build yourself into who you're supposed to be and with and 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 then and then it matters how you use it and how it impacts others but you know this whole be the change that you want to be or you want to see is is real it's it's real practical you know like you never really have to be anything else but the full manifestation of who you are and many of these sciences that have been around since the beginning of time are here to show you that you are this being that that's infinite. You are all these different things that you feel when you're encompassed with love energy. Love makes you feel like, oh, the, the stars and the moons and the this and the that. That's, you ever notice we refer to the galaxy and the universe when we think of love? Well, you know, this is self-love. Yeah. Self-connected to the universe and knowing self and, and, and opening up these portals within you that creates or gives you a better opportunity to be your authentic self. Knowing good and well, many of us don't get the opportunity to be our authentic selves simply because of the programming. So yeah. this is about erasing the programming for sure in your own individual um, self. Yeah, and what's really fascinating since I've been sharing it is like, I'm just all about my journey, like in the moment stuff. I'm like, ooh, I just figured out this. Ooh, I just figured out that. And the resistance I got was with sexual alchemy was, okay, whoa, like you're telling us some like really intense stuff. Like this isn't truth. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Well, if you don't want it for you, you don't have to take it. I'm just telling you what I learned. You know, I'm like, do you? Like if it doesn't resonate, that's okay. But to share it, like you said, to be it, to, to be fascinated with yourself because inside of here is the infinite. And what's so beautiful about that is that it never ends. It's like a, the infinite is infinite. And so when you, when you become fascinated with that, I mean, there are so many beautiful parts to us that we can't even conceive yet. And it's so beautiful to be able to share that. Yes, yes. And it, it's, it's, I think we've got to learn to look at this information and utilize it for our own personal um, benefit before we can really understand or conceptualize how it can impact the world. Yeah. Um, but let's just put it this way, just like we're talking about the, the system of how men do things. It's new. It's really new. It's really fucking new. And so what that means is that 
it's just like they say, you know, when you look at a lion in the, um, in the zoo, what you don't see is that it took four generations at least of breeding to get him to the point where he won't gnaw your head off or try to escape every five minutes. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you see him jumping in the circus or whatever the case is, you don't see those years of um, training and, and, and breeding that created this person who was this animal who is not himself, mm-hmm. not himself. So we are not ourselves and this is a new thing, but previously we were connected to these things connect, as connected to them as we are connected to the air we breathe. This yeah. is part of our universal makeup. And, you know, in, in the use of, um, you know, in the manipulation of people, you know, systems were created so that way, um, you know, capitalism can rise. That way Europe can rise. That's where, you know, wealth can be derived. And, and so therefore, um, these metaphysical teachings were withheld from the, the mass majority because we all are gods. Mm-hmm. You know, we all are gods. And yes. this is what this information gives you to, the, the key to unlock that within you that makes you a generator, an operator, and a destroyer. You know, yeah, I know the for me at least what I want my my listeners to really get is these things that we've uncovered, you know, the the path of sexual alchemy, of relationships. We we went down the path, we went through what we did to go through to get the gifts underneath the pain, the trauma, the 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 things that we don't want to face in ourselves, which is a lot of it, in my opinion, is sex is sexual energy because it's been so repressed and so many of us, especially men, hold on to these uh, dark thoughts, dark, um, you know, just those fucked up things that we just don't talk about and we start to hold on to them like, what, am I fucked up? Like, why do I have these crazy thoughts? Like, you can even be like, like killing somebody or something. But in order to to really release us from that that hold, we we bring it to light and to not judge it and to really take a step back and be like, whoa, okay, like that's that's the way we're thinking. Let's go down that wormhole. Let's figure out where that came from. Let's figure out the root cause. And in my opinion, to make the biggest influence on the world, I believe sex shame is at the root of all what takes our God power away. You know, we we we're, we're learning to give away our power, which if spiritual energy is sexual energy and it's one in the same, what really happened in my opinion is we became so physical, so root chakra, so 3D that we were using it to just, it's our life force to be taken from us. So to get people to see that our sexual energy can be used for good. Like I was telling you before, the feminine essence is here to seduce a man to help them heal, but not become dependent, not getting them to do everything that we say. It's a beautiful balance. And to really take that for your own and apply it in your life and how it could benefit the listeners, you know, how it's benefited us. Like that's really, truly why we're creating, we're speaking about this because we're like, man, I broke free from it and it feels fucking great. And I just want this for everybody. (laughs) You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, I definitely do. You know, it's like, you know, sex, sexuality, um, sexual alchemy, like I, like I was saying before, 
really about to end without sex. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would like to say that, you know, this is a theory that I've been working on, but marriage and sex are same thing. And once we, as a society or as a culture, began to separate the two, then sex became its own bracket that didn't marry into the other person because it's two people coming together to do something, to create something, you know, to, to fuse energies together. And now we, we speak of sex so separately from love, from marriage, from togetherness, from all these other things that should, it should be synonymous with. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of the program within itself that we have to look at sex from different eyes because, you know, because we, you know, we're perpetually single, we're in the porn culture, we've just, we just have totally erroneous perspectives on, on, on sacred things. And so, you know, we, we can use sex as a tool for healing, as for this, that, and that, but it's still just a degree in what I like to call the man. You know what I'm saying? It's just a degree. It's no more important than the other healing modalities that are out there. You know, I can, I can, let's say if you use Chinese medicine as an example, right? You got your freaking hands that correlates to your, your organs, right? Mm -hmm. You're familiar, right? Then oh, you yeah. got your feet that, that correlates to your organ, right? Mm -hmm. Then you got your ears that correlates to your organ, your tongue, your eyes, so does your penis and your vagina. Yeah. So what we're saying is like, there's many ways to do this. There's, there, I mean, there's several different ways to connect to these energy sources that are within us. It's just which outlet we choose to use. Mm -hmm. And the sex was chosen because sex has a particular vibration, like we were talking about, because the universe operates on vibration. I can play music right now that arouses your, your root. You get what I'm saying? I can, I, I can say things to you that brings you into certainness. So that's a vibration. And then the universe also operates off the, um, the principle of rhythm, right? So now these are two tools that can be used against you. And so when we say we are in a, in a predicament where we've, mis we, 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 we've been led to misuse these things because the vibrational frequencies that's been given to us don't align with our own inner alchemy. You understand what I'm saying? Where we're at what? 444 hertz instead of 432. Yeah. Difference do people know? People don't even you get what I'm saying? So so the, the vibration, the frequency and the rhythm that governs some of these impulses, sometimes they're so powerful, they're so strong mm -hmm. that you do not have you and situation now you have to you know after having gone this far now you've now you've been with four guys at a in a very short period of time none of which are going to be your husband or none of which are going to love you been sexually assaulted or, or or molested or something like that because of somebody else's bad programming and bad frequency or you get what i'm saying now we're playing damage control and then we want to use these arts and, and like sex, sexual alchemy and you know, astrology and various other things 
and but we got to understand we're playing damage control with ourselves and, that, and that's where we need to stay at doing the damage control level where we can we, where where the trauma and the stress and all these experiences are not the overwhelming imprint that you have you know yeah. you're not speaking because trauma manifests itself as a genetic or expression yes epigenetics 100 percent. yeah and and trauma is a lot of it is repressed emotions in the body you know when they did a study with rats and the rats were shocked and created a fear mutation. That fear mutation actually activated in their DNA and they passed that fear on to the baby rats, so on and so forth. So in our DNA, we, we have activations, you know? And so what's passed down in the family is why we're here. And I believe that's why a lot of, a lot of millennials are where they are because we're here to break the patterns, to do that damage control. Program ourselves so we can then influence other people and show them like hey This is the way I did it and we, we have to be these role models You know like because everybody is looking up to these people like let's say like Beyonce Rihanna I heard this theory of worshiping the slut or the virgin you know, so we worship the slut and it's very alluring. And that's the only really way that these role models in society are showing us. So there are role models, right? They're speaking like these politicians are speaking for the people and for us to come speak out and actually be the new voice, show them the new way, show them how we react with each other, interact and create these relationships. It's going to make people go, oh, that's how you do it. Okay. I think that that looks like it feels good. I think I'm going to go that way instead of this way. And it's just showing that way to that, that, that new earth that I was talking about and why it's so important, man, being in that jail, you know, and in your own head in that cyclical, I call it the hamster wheel or my friend Chris likes to call it the hamster wheel. And for us to get off of that hamster wheel, we have to come out and we have to talk about our traumas because the before and after, you know, this is this way of living is a means to an end for a lot of people and to get them to see that. So for you to be vulnerable, number one, and to create your book, number two, like as a man, like I respect that so much, like vulnerability in men, I find that attractive instead of like demasculinizing, you know, but that comes from doing that work on myself, which we can all get there. Absolutely, and I received that. Um, you know, my book, definitely, because I, I told the line on what some would consider to be maybe um, too masculine, in essence. And I, I, you can never be too masculine because the idea of too masculine, what we consider to be too masculine is hypermasculinity, which is a form of effeminization. So we haven't seen the divine masculine in charge. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen that. Women have, they do not know what that looks like as far as, you know, shit, does our president represent the divine masculine? Has any of them ever? What does divine what masculine mean? Is for a lot of women, the, the divine masculine, they don't even know what it looks like because of that, what you were talking about, that programming of we never left the mother. Never left the mother, and a lot of our, and, and and a lot of what, a lot of what masculinity is today, 
is a part of this particular program that we're talking about because um, it has to be corrupted in order for people to um, to be where we are right now because if without corrupting the masculine right the family stays intact that's for sure you know and and the feminine feeds off the masculine just like the masculine feeds off the feminine but the feminine you know receives this energy so it's not unusual for women to end up vibrating on the same frequencies as the man that she's sleeping with vibrates on or the man that she ideally wants to be with vibrates on and it's not unusual for also for women to to not feel from a man when his vibration is too low yeah so you know if she's at a certain a certain level where she's yearning and seeking food or you know food for thought you know food for soul yeah. that that she can't she can't find anywhere else it's going to be a man with a certain vibration and that vibration usually has to be upon um, um, higher than the root chakra higher than the base it has to come up to the sacral guys has to come up to the heart and for her to really be you know uh what's the word delighted or you know really focused on this guy he has to have you know some level of christ-like consciousness and of course when i say christ-like consciousness i don't mean it's in any christianic or religion or religious base but just a just an ability to to control himself control his energies and and know that he is having this kind of impact on a woman a lot of men are having huge impacts on women right now and women are taking it and transforming it into their masculine entity mm-hmm. you know that's some that's a huge thing because when women that's what women do that's what the the essence of the negative ion or ionization is that's what the that's what they do they separate things they break it down they take it in and you know and and and, and they utilize it and they learn to utilize it and that's what women have done, which is what's making them the majority of the work field these days, because there's nothing she can't do. But meeting, yeah. Yeah, but ultimately though, she becomes a vibration, she she becomes a reflection of that man on that job. I spoke to somebody the other day, you know, and she, you know, I'm 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 I did vegan coaching for a while. And it was a time, you know, I was talking to her. She was interested in me. And I told her, like, you know, she was telling me about some health problems. And I was like, you know, I really couldn't consider you as an option if you're not willing to change your diet because your your health problems will need this. And, of course, it was probably new stuff to her at that time, never heard it. But then, you know, I hadn't heard from her in a while. And she's like, I don't know, I'm not on any medications anymore. And, you oh, know, yeah. how, how happy she is because of that. And, you know, I remember talking to her. And she wasn't like that. So I was like, this is exactly what I wanted for you. This is like mm-hmm. the manifestation of one of my intentions here. And I feel good about that. However, she's like, you know, everything else in life is not really that good because she now vibrates off the, um, the principles or the vibration of her job. And she's a pretty corporate lady. And, um, which means that she goes with the flow that of the job and that's the man and in her life, because she doesn't have a steady one and she probably won't ever have a steady one because she already has a steady one. So it's ironic to see, um, how, like how real this is women vibrating off the frequency of the masculine energy and it doesn't necessarily mean that masculine energy manifests itself in a, into a man it could be your hyper masculine boss at work who yeah. says come on girl we can be the best in here you could be the best performer in here 
<laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because women take that energy. Well, that's, that's an interesting perspective, which like listening to you, if I'm being real, I'm like, no, 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 no. But I, I can, I can listen to what you're saying and feel your perspective and to be where I'm at and to realize these things. So the first, the first um, sign of transformation is when you get mad. When you go from numb to being mad, that's how you know you're, you're actually changing. And, and then to go from there, you're bringing awareness to how women are, which you're totally, I believe you, you're onto something there, is where we receive energy a lot and we will feed off of each other. That's why women are so social. We won't do something unless my girls are going to do it with me. The beautiful thing about learning this new way of living this new earth and the new divine masculine and feminine with inside of us is to be aware that we are reflections and to be aware that we do take in people's energies and to be aware that we do subconsciously become dependent once you bring awareness to it it has no control over you you get to decide if you want to be that or something else so what I do like I, I, I have to remind myself because of, in a lot of my sales teams we I have a, the majority is 85% men and you know men are more likely to be like you know oh I want this opportunity I'm gonna go for it where women are like um, are you gonna do it I don't know are you gonna do it so for me to, to remind myself that hey I can be my own source of energy. I can be my own source of masculine. That's healing that divine masculine inside of me so that if I do feel that, you know, with, with I don't know if there's a problem with my sales team or a guy on my team, I can feel myself have that empathy, but then I can reflect back to him. So that's what it's all about to be a woman is to be able to just, oop, there's a mirror. Instead of soak it up and become you, you need to learn to go, oh, I got a mirror here. I can reflect back. That right. enables him to develop himself and to look inward. And one of the things about being a female. Or what? Or not, but you still have to be the mirror. Yeah, exactly. That's all we can be. And what's beautiful about it is underneath it all, uh, once you once you really learn that this this masculine, you can remind yourself that that's not why you're here. This man that you're with isn't your purpose, that you're so much more than that. And you can transcend that and you can teach him how to transcend it. And then you can teach each other. So you bounce off of each other, but being with a man and having the man, this concept of him being um, more of a leader of a household, for me, it's actually, it's becoming like this and it's becoming like, like I noticed that my energy dictates the men around me. They, the, when I, when I get into these, these modes of figuring something out or, or kind of feeling where a client is, it, it's the ability to connect, but then not fall. If you, if that makes sense, but that's a mastering, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're a five one, <laughs> which means you're, you're, you're a heretic to a certain degree. And, um, you 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 take information in in a transformative kind of way you guys are the people who need to do what you need to do for the whole entire world so yeah. i totally understand how you know the perception of how you receive energy is also based on your 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 universal purpose yeah. um but as a generator you know it, it 
that's that's a little bit different in essence than being a five one per se. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you know, like I alluded to yesterday, just the fact that you're an attractive woman and yeah. that that plays it's that that's a that's a hand for you that you get, um, especially with men because men, you know. Looking at a beautiful woman releases oxytocin and dopamine in, in the body, and, and oh, it does for me too. Does for yeah. me too. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, a man would be more apt to receive from a beautiful woman, but you know, it, it still doesn't take away from the fact that you know you are who you are, and certain energies are certain things are fixed in this universe, and certain things are mutable, and um, you know when you when you when you talk about the essence of masculinity and femininity you know what we what we look for in pairing ourselves especially when when pairing ourselves is making sure let's say for example i i don't want a woman who isn't really on my path oh yeah no matter how, no matter how beautiful she is because if she's on my path or if i let her know what my path is and she's totally down for it we don't ever have to argue about certain concepts, mm -hmm. certain ideologies. I could be like, listen, baby, we're going to California tomorrow from Florida. And she's with it. Why? Because she signed up for this. There's and, that. Yeah. And, 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 and so it, 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 it's somewhat meaning that she allows someone else to take her where she wants to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's the beauty of becoming one. And I, I talk about this a lot where this whole thing about relationships are hard and you have to go through pain, which I do understand the pain. But there comes a point where in a relationship, there's a dance. And if it, what I mean by purpose and like, let's say mission for me is the mission is humanity. The mission for me, for me, my design obviously is to universalize everything. So what I do for me, I do for humanity. And this path is, is for me to commit to this selfless path and to realize that I am a tool. When, when you meet somebody else who's also on that path, then you go together. What I meant by like the woman losing her purpose is it kind of goes like that. And the man becomes her purpose. The love between them becomes her purpose. And she kind of, you know, loses that. And so whatever that purpose may be, if you guys are on the same path, when you really implement intimacy and, and let's say uh, Tantra or even meditation with each other, you start to form into the same you become one and when you become one you you're vibrating you your heart the electromagnetic field in our heart shows up in their brain waves we know this it, it can be detected up to eight feet but it we can't detect it farther than that because there's no machines that actually measure that yet so we don't even know the potential but this is telepathy real telepathy is to be able to vibrate like you said that rhythm at the same as the other person and that obviously comes with a little time together and developing yourself but when you become one your ability to trust the other person comes from trusting yourself of course because the self is them anyway when you trust the other person if he's like yeah baby we're going to california you're like all right i trust you you're me i'm you i trust you i'm down yeah that's that beautiful dance yeah, and yeah, and 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 that, you know, that's that's the part that most people haven't gotten to yet, where the healing is required, mm -hmm. because one has to learn how to select someone in their life that 
agrees and, and follows and falls in line with who they are and where they're going. Mm-hmm. You, know, they, you know, coming from the defunct um, society that we live in these days, you know, all we know is dysfunction to a certain degree. So our, you know, our fixation on dysfunctional relationships it usually involves how are we going to get out of this or how are we going to make this normal? How are we going to show this person? How am I going to, you know, rather than feeling intuitively, damn, like this is it. You know, because even when you start feeling like this is it, the, the 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 society or the culture around us says, "Hey, well, maybe it's not." You know, um, be careful, go slow. You know, which is just another, you know, dubiosity, just fear in in a, in a smaller, um, smaller context, right? But we we we're so used to ignoring this internal voice, and um, you know, the, you know, when you talk about the sacral area. You know, we, we put so much junk inside of our bodies, whether we're breathing it, washing it, or, or exposing it, or eating it, um, that it affects our connection to the sacral area, which yeah. is where secrets that, that has, you know, digesting, and you know, that's where our DNA is, and all these different things. And when we stop trusting this, or never begin, or never learn how to trust this, then guess what? You're led by the wilds of society. You're led by the breeze uh, that blows in whatever direction you're going to go in. So that's why, you know, when a woman, when a woman in her feminine who understands her feminine decides that she wants to be with a man in his masculine who understands the masculine. And, you know, and I'm, what I mean is that he, he, has, he has definition within his masculinity and she has definition within her femininity. Like, because we're not, there's never, never going to be a time where she's incapable of masculine expression. And there's never going to be a time where a man is incapable of feminine expression. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's just that we've been socialized to, you know, look, women have been socialized to, to, to be okay and become natural in expressing themselves in the masculine doing things in the masculine that's a part of the so-called female power that we're 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 we're, we're talking about it today however men have been influenced to what to repress the feminine within us to to not let out what needs to be let out and you know look at it just look at the results of it look at it now women have a significant advantage by being more balanced between the two energies and then now what is happening is now the, the balance is, is, is slowly disappearing. Women are leaning um, a lot to the masculine polar just to survive in this world. Yeah. You know? and and so- yeah, what happens, what I've noticed is women start to demasculize men. They start to be that dominating patriarchy. And I'm like, dude, women are doing it just as much as men are, you know? Absolutely. And, and so, you know, I, I think, you know, like was alluding to before you know attraction is not a choice it's something you feel and and i have an ebook called the um the which one is this five winning strategies for five winning relationship strategies for men and i say that this is one of the governing principles of who you get with mm-hmm. compatibility chemistry chemistry is when your body is releasing pheromones and hormones for this person automatically you know so let's say for example what we were talking about yesterday men are men are constantly secreting upon you (laughs) because you're beautiful you get what i'm saying (laughs) and 
And, and then the same thing happens for who you find to be attractive. And that's, that's natural alchemy. That's natural chemistry. But then you get to know the person and then you see if there's an actual compatibility because there, there, there's a yin yang pr perspective with both of them. They have to balance each other out because I'm sh not, maybe you haven't, but I've been in situationships where the chemistry is just overwhelmingly strong, but the compatibility is totally off there. Off is like, we're not supposed to be together, but this chemistry is so strong that we're literally glued to each other because of that. So you balance it out with compatibility and the compatibility takes more, more, more foresight. Whereas the, yeah. the, the, the chemistry is an internal feeling. Oh my gosh, she's so hot. And, you know, and usually for whatever reason, you know, nowadays the way relationships are, it's very rare that you find two people vibrating on the same energy at the same time who, who, who also have the compatibility because I'm quite sure, you know, I just roughly say about maybe six out of 10 men who are attracted to you, you're not attracted to. And it could be probably eight. I don't know. But, but out of the four that you are attracted to, four out of 10, right? How do, out of that four, how many of them are you really, truly compatible with? Yeah. It's probably only one. So now you're down to one out of 10. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, that's a uh, more analytical way to think about it and to, to think about the numbers. And something that you said that I would just want to reword is, what I'm starting to tell myself because I know I create my own reality is there are people finding each other that do have the chemistry that do have the compatibility and, and to put that out there for people more because the universe works in mysterious ways. When you start loving yourself, essentially this whole concept of a twin soul, when you start loving yourself, technically you're one, right? So when you love yourself, you find the self that's out there and it kind of just comes together. And, and to, to see that, the, to, to be mature enough to say there, we have chemistry, but we don't have compatibility is where I believe we learn from that initiation that you were saying before, you know, you learn that what you learned on being your own and not dependent on them. And you say, Hey, this isn't working, or I don't think this is going to work. And you just leave each other without taking that personally. But that's this, this is all a part of that wake, this wake movement that I, that I love talking about because your book is a ripple effect. You know, everything we do is a ripple effect and we forget how much we can impact somebody just by like, talking to them for five minutes and, and that creates that impact. And maybe something you say to a man that can crack them out of their head, you know, crack them out and to see that love and, and sex can be so much more than what it is. And to think about that. And, and now we have social media. So this shit is going to spread. This shit is going to spread. <laughs> you know, and you know, my book heart on break literally means that there comes a time for everyone depending on where you come from and your, you know, your upbringing, but there comes a time for everyone where you need a break from the feminine in the sense where the overwhelming feminine. And, and, and I say that this is almost important for women these days too, simply because there is so much femininity or feminine, femininely powered or femininely charged ideals being circulated here. So 
taking this break to really figure these things out, to find out who you are, to find out how you are, to find out how you respond, to find out what are your, um, your traumas or how are they affected. That's what the break is really about. And, and, that, and, and like I tell guys all the time, I don't do this to be forever. This is not MGTOL. You know what I'm saying? Like men going their own way. I, I, I totally agree with some of the principles there, but I don't want to eternally be alone. In, in without the physical parent of, of a woman. So I definitely believe that a man and a woman, of course, but specifically a man can take the time to really align all these principles that we're talking about here um, to that. So that way he can utilize it, find himself, and then eventually put out a vibration strong enough to attract to him what it is that he desires for himself, what it is that he desires out of, um, out of a partner. But without dedicated time to do this, you know, a lot of times I've seen spiritual guys grow a beard and put on some stuff, head coverings, and <laughs> do some yeah. yoga, and, 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 and they're still the walking wounded out there, you know, making quote-unquote love to women from a, from a place of lack. You understand what I'm saying? So you know, there's so much, so much to do. Um, in regards to how this gets done. Yeah, and, and to really uh, bring awareness to women too, like when we're trying to push our feminine concepts of women, that creates resistance, you know? And I've been with the man before, before I learned all these lessons. And every time I get him to try to communicate, every time I get him to try to tune into his emotions or meditate, I just got resistance because he had never, been away from the feminine. So it was like, it was this awful cycle where I was trying to teach him these feminine concepts, but for me as a woman, that's not my job. You know, that's not your job. I'm glad you said that because that's what I was going to say to you. Yeah. It's totally not your job. And once women learn how to do this, then the, then, then the system of how things are, operate, it becomes more self-correcting. Because yeah. right now, women in many cases are trying to correct it and, and, and they can't, they really can't. And, and honestly, men have the capacity to do that, but they themselves, we ourselves, like we are stuck in whatever vibration um, like we're getting in many cases and in the overwhelming majority of the times, it's not a vibration of healing. It's not a vibration of um, divinity within your masculinity. It's not, a, it's not a balanced perspective, none whatsoever. So we won't ever be able to heal any woman with, with, without, without having that. And it also depends if you are a healer because not everyone's a healer. Yeah, totally. And for me, like what, what I do these meditations and uh, I use magic mushrooms and plant medicine sometimes, but I got into this Gaia, consciousness and it was like I, i'm not a mother but i i i kind of stepped into this like divine feminine consciousness and i was feeling these ways of whoa like i'm not here to tell my babies what to do i'm not here to tell humanity what to do i'm here to hold a safe space i'm here to be present i'm here to to create a secure attachment and in psychology this is really important to create a secure attachment with your child you see them you trust them to make their own mistakes which is the biggest biggest thing with women and their kids or women and their spouse is that they don't trust them to make their own mistakes 
because you have to have that secure attachment at home, that support at home, the belief that your kid can go do whatever they want and, and that you trust them to do that is women get to, and men, same thing, but they get too controlling. So for me, in my uh, experience, you know, my tribe, we have, we had more guys than girls at a certain time. And like I said, my sales team is just creating that safe space for them to flourish and creating that safe space to be like, yeah, man, like you heal on your own. I don't know what to tell you, but I know you're going to heal and I know you can change. And to, to instill that belief in them is really this motherly energy that I believe that women can kind of step into instead of forcing it down their throats to heal, to heal, to heal. We just say, hey, man, like this is all you. Like I believe in you. You know, you take a step back and you just safe space all around and that's what men are actually supposed to do in tantra for women is the the whole goal for men is to make a woman feel safe and appreciated they're not going to feel safe if you if you're doing it for their bodies they're not going to feel safe if they don't trust you if you're sleeping with other people or whatnot and then appreciate it then the woman can then finally surrender and her portal opens up but this safe space is is what we are essentially creating because we're talking about things that people don't talk about. All of a sudden, people go, well, if they're talking about it, I can talk about it too. So we're creating just a complete safe space for all of humanity to learn on their own, to grow on their own, to realize their own, own situations. And we can create these healing programs. We can create these things as women, but we're not, we can't force men to come and just heal, 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 you know? It, it's there to right. sit. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's it's all beautiful, honestly. And as you can see, like though my book deals with sexual energy from a masculine perspective, is that's that's why you know that's why there's holism. You know, that's why the whole is there. This is just another piece of the, the 360. Um, you know, I represent. I talk about the need for the break, and yeah, you know, a lot of lover guys who who are constantly in relationships, they they don't agree with it. And there's other people that say this, that, and that, and you need the feminine. Shoot, I, I need the feminine. I know that. But I also know I need my time. I need my space to really define who I am. You know, I was in a relationship that ended um, in December. And when, I, when it was ending and we were uncoupling, um, because it wasn't just like a sharp cut like I used to do, I... I consciously on we consciously uncoupled right yeah and in that process i realized my heart was open you yeah. know meaning that i didn't you know my book is about taking a break i didn't need another break uh -huh. I, theoretically i was healthy enough within my own you know psychosis to say hey i'm open to receive um love in a form of relationship if it manifests itself again and it's been months yeah. and, and and I'm okay with that, you yeah. know. And I, and, but I'm not on a break, um, specifically in a in a space where I'm transcendent, and you know, and I have these goals that I that I have as a first priority that I'm working on feverishly. So you know, adding somebody else in that love capacity, I believe it's going to be much easier because I don't feel as if um, I don't feel as if I'm still nursing any wounds or any of these different things. But then again, I also know that it's a new dimension. It's a new portal of which, of which no matter what you know or what you think you know, 
the learning begins again when you be, when you prepare yourself for someone. So let's say you and I get together and you know this, that, and that, and that, da, 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 da. it's a whole different education. It's a whole different orientation once not, not once we decide that we're going to do this and these portals that we're going to create is going to be sacred space for us. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like being at a level where you're healed enough to, to have the balance in energies within your body to, to be receptive enough for this. I believe that the majority of us just aren't. Um, and in, in many cases, we're looking for relationships to pacify or help us heal when the real truth is we're afraid to, um, to really deal with the things on our own. And we don't know what it looks like. And we don't have any training in healing ourselves. And we don't have any training in even facing ourselves in the mirror. <laughs> and so, and, and, and we lack the discipline because the only fucking discipline that some people have is to wake up to go to friggin' work and nothing else yeah. to, 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 to love themselves and to, to take care of themselves. And so we have this as a, um, as a defaulted part of the culture now that when somebody says that I'm ready to love and I'm ready to this and ready to that, like if you don't have the chops that it takes to actually, you know, let's say, oh, you're, you're ready to love. Okay, take my hand. We're going to walk through this. It's got a mud. It's got mud right there. There's quicksand right there. There's a tree that we've got to climb and we've got to keep our hands together and, and, and stay together this whole time. If we can make it through, through together, we can make it. You get what I'm saying? But yeah. a lot of people, you know, we, they don't view it as such. They feel as if, well, I've already gone through the mud and I've already gone through this and I've already done that. So let me just walk around this whole thing and I'll meet you on the other hand. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really work like that. No matter yeah. what you think, you know, yeah. no matter what you know. You know, you open up a portal with somebody new, unique. Um, yeah, and you, from else. you, you really, that's such a cool thing that you came to that perspective of, because I believe that is a programming when we break up with people, it's like the end of the world and the, you got to be mad at this person and you got to stop talking to them and that's the way it should be and you don't hang out with their friends it's you you came to a place where hey my heart isn't this big it doesn't fit into this little tiny you know thing in my chest my heart is infinite and when my heart breaks we don't lose part of our heart because it's not limited it's infinite and so for you to like actually realize like yeah like I'm just uncoupling and that's fine. And you just move on. You're not jaded. You're not living in the past. You're not uh, dictated by your scars. You know, that's transcending. That's powerful. And and you know, I think that for people to really actually get to that point, they have to realize in the moment. And I'm not saying everybody has to, but it's critical to realize in the moment what expectations that you had that are not being met. And, and then differentiate your expectations from that person. Okay, I expected her to understand that she's not supposed to do this and she did that. Like, why did I expect that? What made me think that it was okay to put those, levy those expectations on her? And um, why and what is her not doing these things that'll quote unquote hurt me? What, what does that mean? Does yeah. That, you know what I'm saying? So don't. Because in many cases, we don't find this shit out until months or years after. And I've been in that situation as well. Whereas in this uncoupling, for the first time ever, it was just present to me. It was omnipresent to me. I knew it then and there. I knew this, this, that, and that mm-hmm. is the reason why 
this has to happen in this particular manner. And I knew that in order to, to, to be who I am or be who I'm becoming, that I had to do it in this particular manner. And not only that, I had to be kind afterwards. And I, and, I had to, and, I had to, and I had to still have love afterwards and I had to be tolerant afterwards. Whereas in the past, you know, I get rid of somebody or we break up or whatnot. And I don't want to see you or hear from you ever again. That's for you know, protection. Yeah, that's for you. Yeah, that's very self-absorbed or ego, ego absorbed. Uh, yeah. for, for, for you to step that back and take control of that, what I see you really modeling for a lot of men is how to be this real man and secure in yourself. Have you gotten resistance from other men? Like, how do you handle, like, you know, you being vulnerable or whatnot? Like, can you kind of tell me what you've been through with that? <laughs> well, let's say, for example, when I wrote my book, there were, there's perhaps a whole entire book that I didn't put in there. Mm-hmm. And I felt at that time that I wasn't, I wasn't vulnerable enough to put that type of stuff out there to the world, you know? And now, um, after putting what I did put out there to the world, I'm just like, fuck it. Like what's worse than this? Like my, my little heartbreaks are in here. Um, you know, my realization, um, I, and then I say stuff on Facebook, on my Facebook page that I genuinely feel. And give a fuck what anyone thinks yeah. about I, I just don't I made a post the other day and I say I don't care what people think about my little emotions and I like to call them little emotions you know not just not the, in a in a the, 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 you know like degenerative kind of way I, I do believe they're a big deal but I call them my little emotions because I'm like you know you have to learn how to embrace them like yeah. for example I just just with a situation with a man having a situation where we were making some plans and the plans didn't go through man i told him straight up said man i'm real disappointed about this right now and me saying that actually took me out of being angry yes exactly bring because yeah because i could have been like man that ain't right you didn't do with it deal with it right you know but then i said to myself going off on this level only thing is doing is expressing my level of disappointment so let's just be honest. I'm disappointed. I really wanted to do this. I'm not going to do it anymore. I don't like that. And, I, and, and I'm having a little hissy fit right now. But guess what? You calm my ass down eventually. Yeah. See, you're there. self-soothing yourself. Yeah. But yeah. To, just, to, just, to, just to recognize what I'm feeling in that particular moment and, and associate um, you know, the proper context to it helps me. So being vulnerable... I'm not saying I'm the best at being vulnerable to the world at this particular moment, but it's something that I'm slowly becoming better at doing because, you know, in my work, I don't want, I don't want to be the guy that, you know, two or three years later, I'd be like, yeah, man, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. But I know that that's going to happen. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not the same person that wrote my book two years ago. Yeah. But, oh, but you know, the feelings and, you know, the sharp lines mm-hmm. that I have in regards to, um, in regards to the rigid part of me that, um, that wrote that book and believes in the masculine essence of really grounding yourself. Um, that's not going to change. That's yeah. not going to change. I'm, yeah. I'm not the guy who talks, who, who, 
who has an overwhelmingly large message directed at women probably won't yeah. I'd probably i'd probably be more inclined to to speak to men and women together than i would ever to just speak to women alone you yeah. know so i like i like my parameters i like where i'm at um and i don't mind being vulnerable because because like you know for me uh, being a six two and a manifest um manifester they say like the first 28 30 years of our lives is just a trial and experiment um and so people have been telling me that i've i've been doing trial and error stuff since i was a young guy so that makes sense to me so i had tremendous rich experience as a young man and being a you know so it's like I, I get to put all this together in in yet another transformation of myself as I as I go higher into myself so being vulnerable is becoming less and less of an issue for a man like me and you know in my men's group you know it's only a few hundred of us in there but man the vulnerability is beautiful man it, oh, it's, yeah. beautiful. it's real it beautiful and I think that that's so key because like even looking back in February, I'm noticing like even talking to you when I network with people who are into this uh, relationship sexuality kind of era or anybody has their stuff out on, on social media as an influencer, we, we take, we have courage. We have the balls to put our transformations out there in the moment being vulnerable in the moment and communicating in the moment and when we do that we we learn and we can transform faster that's the beauty of trans or um transformation and transmutation really is to take the vulnerability in the moment and learn from it and then in three months look back and be like oh my god look at me i'm so ridiculous like look at what i'm saying but look at how much i learned and look at how much i changed and i'm not here being being all knowing all you know i'm right and you guys are wrong it's more like showing people that like we can be vulnerable in the moment change and that's okay to not always be right it's it's to to show we learn that's the beauty of life right we're learning just letting people in on it yeah i mean you learn yourself first and everything else learns itself onto you mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's beautiful and i love it I, I really do and i look forward to it because i think this is still ultimately very, very new for me i look mm -hmm. forward to you know, more men's workshops for men you know because um i really feel as if this this is this needs to be taught this needs to be talked about even if i'm not talking about sexual alchemy and all these different things but just mental alchemy you know how to govern how to govern your state of mind um how to to stand on your square how to you know learn your authentic self versus your 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 counterfeit self yeah. all these different things that you know that that are real to us long before we ever partner with a woman for any kind of intimate relations so you know i love it i love i love what the break means you know i love um you know my guys in my group is called the wisdom hut i love all that I'm, i mean i learned so much from these guys um, and um and i look forward to you know my book tours coming soon workshops you know yeah, I was going to ask, like, how can people, you know, follow you, get involved with you? Um, could you kind of give them a way to get involved? 
No doubt. Um, you can always get in touch with me via email for any inquiries at heartonbreak at gmail.com. And on Facebook, that's where a lot of, I do a lot of posting on Facebook. So, you know, it's at heartonbreak, you know, facebook.com and at heartonbreak. And um, I'm on Instagram, of course, at I am Nakata. Mm-hmm. And um, I do what else? Some 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 YouTube as well. Not as much, but it's called the Wisdom Hut on YouTube. So pretty much anything you can send a message to my my page on Facebook. Send me a message to any of these outlets. And at hardonbreak.com, there's a there's a button there to, to purchase the book. And you can purchase the book on Facebook as well. So you know I'm I'm there. If you, if you want to look me up or you want to find me, you, you'll definitely find me. You know, bring me to your city. We can do that as well too because we got to get the men together. The men have to understand what our role is and, and, and we have to be able to sit in it. We have yeah. to be able to, 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 to be definite and to offer structure to women um, whenever they come to us because, you know, the, the feminine, like you said, is like water, you know, and, and you know, we, we have to be the navigators of that ocean. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, in the ocean inside of you too, you know, that man inside of us. I'm a water sign, so I feel as if I got a lot of that. But, yeah. um, you know, sense of um, navigating, you know, I tell men that, you know, you can liken yourself onto the rock, a, a real huge rock in the path of a, of a river or a stream. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be strong enough that the way the stream goes around you separates and flows in between you. And of course, when the river gets too high, it's going to cover you. But guess what? If you stay firm, you'll still be there, you know, yeah. and you and you know, still have to go around you. So, you know, being able to, to build that rock, that foundation within self as men, that's key. And, and the women, they, you know, once they learn on their half or, or whatever the case is, the things that you're learning and things that you're practicing, you know, within the feminine, I think it's, I think eventually, you know, you know, if we look at it from maybe a transgenerational perspective, Maybe it takes, you know, a couple of children and a few grandchildren for this whole thing to take place. Yeah. You know, rather than just be passing down insurance money and property, we pass down actual jewels of living and lifestyle that enriches us for generations to come. And I think that, um, you know, the man being that, that, um, that building um, energy, that solid yeah forceful energy we've got to be able to, to build a foundation for our, for our women and and for our for for the world that we want to create and yeah. and, and if you're already a balanced man then you don't need a break you know if, you, if you're already if you already know yourself if you're already connected to your purpose if you know you don't need a break you need a partner yeah. <laughs> you know but if you haven't found it yet trust me my, my book talks about it and you know, I get lots of reviews from guys emailing me almost every single day telling me how much it has made a difference in how they do things and how they live their lives you know even, even yeah. stories people get married afterwards and stuff like that That's yeah cool. <laughs> you're 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 using your abilities to get them to see that the water is clearing up and there's rocks at the bottom you just can't see them yet but once you see them you know what your purpose is you know why you're here yeah, this is purpose. Yeah, purpose is it, man. Purpose is where it's at for a man because it's it's like driving. You know, mm-hmm. once you're on the road, you can get somewhere. Mm-hmm. You're not getting anywhere on the side of the road. Yeah. You're not getting anywhere if you don't if you don't get behind the wheels. 
you, yeah. you're not getting so and then you know once you're on the road also you hopefully before you get on the road if you prepare well like my dad used to say make sure you check your tires make sure you check your fluids make sure you check your oil make sure you prepare yourself for, for that um for that trip and have some directions in which we're going and, and purpose helps to provide that map that gps yeah. to, to where you need to be and as men it's so important to us that if we don't get it we atrophy and and then we yeah. pass that attitude on to our women who then pass it on to our children and we create what we the problems that we're seeing in society right now yeah and in native american cultures they always say what you do in your life it's always seven generations down the way we treat our planet now is seven generations down that's we you know watch the wake stands for we are the change here so we are that wake, we are that ripple effect, and we are making that change. So thank you so much for your time. And uh, it's always great talking to you. We could go on forever, and hopefully we'll do this again soon. Yes, yes, and we'll be in touch in regards to, you know, when I come to California and whatnot. I like what you guys got going on over there. I've seen the tribe. And yeah. Whatnot. So that's all up my alley. And so let's make sure we stay in touch and, and we can do this as many times as we need to. Yes, yes. And for all you guys listening, uh, you can go to my website, joinjilly.com. I've got a podcast, Join Jilly, YouTube channel, Join Jilly, and on Instagram and Facebook. Same thing. Uh, join me in changing the world. And thank you so much, Nakata, for your time. I really respect everything you're doing. And I'm excited to, to see you grow and to transform. It's awesome. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, nice. All right. You yeah. have a good day. Bro. All right. You too. We'll talk. Bye.